Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Scoop World Order. It is Thursday. We're going to grind along tonight. We've got a huge show. Mecca is back. Uh, I believe Trey will be coming back shortly. JT is a big question mark. Uh, we're going to go through the top offensive coordinator uh, candidates for Ryan Day. Uh, Jason Candle looks like he could be the leader in the clubhouse. Uh, Toledo head coach. A um, lot of reasons for him to come down here. Uh, potentially have a hot little run at Ohio State and become a head coach at a bigger program. Uh, so we're going to go through that. Uh, maybe an NFL dark horse who would be an amazing hire. Uh, that he could make. And also, uh, we're going to go into the Bama uh, snafu that was Dan Lanning, who a lot of big-time Bama people thought they had him yesterday, and all of a sudden, uh, he turns him down, stays at Oregon. What does that mean for Caleb Downs? Uh, so, as always, we appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for kicking it. Yesterday was the biggest show we've ever done, so we appreciate you guys, uh, your generosity. We signed up some new Pay It Forward members today, uh, so we appreciate that. Um, again, if you are interested in Pay It Forward, if you qualify, uh, send us the email, buckeyescoop at gmail.com. Um, we get the military ID. We verify everything. Uh, and again, uh, we, we added some new members today, so we appreciate you guys uh, supporting the, the program. Uh, if you guys have questions, the Super Chats are going into Pay It Forward. Uh, so please um, send those Super Chats in. We'll get your questions answered. Again, it was a fantastic format yesterday. A lot of buzz around the show. Appreciate you guys, as always. If you enjoy this content, please leave us a like. Click subscribe. Also click that little alert bell. Again, the channel is growing astronomically and it's all because of you guys. We appreciate you guys. Shout out to all you guys that are regulars on here. Uh, the couples that watch together. We appreciate you guys. Uh, shout out all my Southern Ohio boys. Uh, shout out where you guys are watching from. Put that in the comments. Uh, appreciate you guys as always. Going to get right into it with Nevada. Nevada, Emeka is back. Uh, we've had that for a little bit. Um, what impact does Emeka Ibuka have on our offense going into 2024? Well, I mean, Emeka coming back is just enormous. I mean, in any other situation, any other day, any other offseason, that would be like the biggest news of the offseason. But we've yeah. been so remarkably spoiled by this run that Ohio State's been on. And, you know, I just want to take a step back and, and recognize, and there's no precedent this happening even you know in the years when they had a lot of guys come back you've never had this many draft ready guys come back we've talked about all the reasons we've talked about how this is one of the positive benefits of nil and how this could get kids to stay in school you know longer which en enables you as a fan to kind of develop your identity and your uh, recognition of the players longer which is for me is a net positive and one of the really you know, good things about name image and likeness but i want to start out by saying Ryan Day is having a really good offseason. He is having a really Sorry. good 
offseason. And the way he's navigating the waters, the way he's handling the coaching changes, the way he's getting kids out of the portal, the way he's finished up his recruiting class and then keeping his kids in school, that is not easy. That is not easy. Um, it, as we talked about earlier, it's, it's pretty much without precedent at Ohio State. And uh, Day deserves a lot of credit for doing this. And again, this is not, I am not a Ryan Day apologist. I'm not a Ryan Day fanboy that's going to sit there and think everything that Ryan Day does is great. But he is having a great offseason. And uh, as a result, as, as Ohio State fans, we can sit here and talk about a day where Emeka comes back and we're just like, oh, ho, ho hum, Emeka's coming back. You know, one of the best wide receivers in college, a guy that we, we, we would have thought, you know, at the beginning of the year, there, there was no chance that we see him for another season, but he's back. Uh, what, what's the implication of that? Just another just elite, elite weapon, you know, to give to Will Howard and kind of part of the toy box. And, um, you know, you pair a Mecca with J.J. Smith, with Cornell Tate, with Brandon Innes, with Judkins, with Henderson. I mean, I mean, it's it's really an embarrassment of riches right now on the offensive side of the ball. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see who 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 will Ryan bring in as the offensive coordinator, as kind of the maestro of this whole thing. And and how's that thing going to go down? Because there's some really interesting names being bannered about right now. But whoever it is, it's going to be a very attractive situation to come into because they're going to have the chance to come in and shine immediately because they'll have all the bells and whistles and uh, and, and more so. So I'm, I'm excited to get into that. Well, you know, a, a name that I think uh, a lot of people have heard um, and I'm exceptionally familiar with is Jason Candle. Jason Candle's the head coach at Toledo. I've known him for God, 17, 18 years now. Um, he's through the Mount Union tree. Uh, coached under Matt Campbell at Mount Union. Uh, went with Campbell to Toledo. Uh, he's a guy that um, I think has a lot of similarities with Ryan Day. Uh, but I think he he runs the quarterback more. And, uh, you know, the hard part about, like, when you're at a place like Toledo, um, you know, his salary is about uh, about $1.1 million or so. Which is good, but you know, if he comes to Ohio State, he's probably going to make two five ish or so, um, and, and I think that that's something that, you know, if you're trying to really get to that next level in your coaching career, I think that leaving the MAC um, and going to a place like Ohio State and being the offensive coordinator of Ohio State, I think you have a much greater chance of getting that next big job, that next big head coaching job, uh, if if you leave the Mac and again, like Sean Lewis did the same thing last year. He went with coach prime in Colorado, uh, it started off incredibly well. And then it was a disaster where he got demoted. Uh, they took the play calling away from him, but he ended up as the head coach at San Diego state. So, you know, I mean, he, he went from Kent state to Colorado to San Diego state. Um, and maybe if he stayed at Kent state and had, you know, the normal type year, uh, he gets the job, but you know, when you're at Colorado and, you're in the limelight. Granted, they you know they they hit the side of the mountain by the middle of the season, and they were terrible coming down the stretch. But um, you know, it, it I think it progressed his career. And with Jason, he's been at Toledo all the way back to I think like 2010. Uh, he was there when when Matt was there with Tim Beckman. Tim Beckman left and went to Illinois. Matt Campbell, who I've known literally since '97. Matt, I mean, literally Matt. Went, we went to the same high school together. Um, my, my girl cousin's best friend is married to Matt. I, I mean, I've known Matt forever. Um, I used to go up to Mount Union all the time when I was playing at Ohio state, uh, because I, 
my high school coach worked on that staff. Uh, so I go up there and, and work with their linemen and kind of talk, talk shop with them a little bit. Um, so I've known Jason for a long time. Um, and you know, his contract right now is making about 1.1 million at Toledo. So, uh, he, I talked to some Mount guys, uh, this evening and this, this afternoon. Um, he loves to throw the football. And so I know if I know there's one thing that's music to Ryan Day's ears, it's a guy that likes to throw the football, but you know, when you're this guy, uh, you know, Daquan Finn and, uh, and, and Penny Boone, his two best players both got poached in the portal. So that's kind of to be kind of the disheartening part about being at a place like Toledo where, uh, and he lost a really good guard, Vinny Scurry, who actually went to my high school, went to Texas tech, um, you know, this past, uh, this past portal season. So he lost three of his best players on offense in the portal. So, you know, you think you're going to have, you know, a guy who's like an all Mac quarterback coming back and, and he, he takes off and then you have an all Mac running back and he takes off. So, you know, um, can you ever really expect to build and grow a program when your best players are getting poached, uh, when you're, when you're a Mac coach? Cause that's kind of what it is now. If you're at a Mac school and you have some superstar freshman or sophomore, he's going to portal and go to Auburn or Ole Miss or Purdue or Michigan or wherever. Uh, so for Jason, it makes all the sense in the world. He's a guy, he's from Salem. Uh, so he's, you know, his, his family's from Ohio. Uh, you know, so obviously I think that the prestige that would come with running, uh, Ohio state's offense, especially given, you know, you have Will Howard, who's an absolute freight train, six, five, two forty. Um, you know, and, and the kid that he had, uh, at Toledo was not anywhere near that big, but he was lightning fast, uh, the Finn kid. Um, but you know, I, I think that his expertise in running the quarterback is something that would be intriguing to Ryan just because I think that, you know, we, we haven't really done much of it and in ways to get a quarterback out in space where he doesn't get hurt, like don't run him in the a gap. Don't get him killed. Don't get his shoulders busted up, but you know, just get him out on the edge, uh, some different concepts. And you know, when you're a guy who's been a head coach from a young age at Toledo, um, you know, if Ryan inserts him as the OC, then, you know, he doesn't have to worry. Well, can this guy handle being the head coach of the offense? Well, he's been the head coach of an, a whole team. So yeah, of course he can run, you know, Justin Fry and Tony Alford and Brian Hartline and, and whoever. Um, so I think that that would be good. Cause again, like, you know, people like we talked about this early in the day, Nevada, well, would you leave a head coaching job for a coordinator job? I'm like, well, yeah, if you go from making 1.1 million to 2.5 million and then, you know, if you're at the OC at Ohio State, you know, there's there's a good chance if you have a big year, you're going to be interviewing for for really good head coaching jobs. You're, you'll be making eight million, ten million. Then yeah, it makes sense. You know, and he doesn't have to leave Ohio. He doesn't have to go to Southern California or Florida or Bama or Texas. Like he's literally he'll drive you know three hours down down the road to to Columbus, and and I think his family would be thrilled. So this one makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, your thoughts on that, Nevada? And we're going to get into some of these super chests because they're starting to stack up. Yeah. Um, well, I think the point that you made earlier, which is really an underrated one and a really good one, is the the way with the portal, now all of these lesser teams are basically becoming like minor league teams or feeder teams to the big boys. And, you know, it, it, you know the days of like building a program down there where you have, you know, your little hickory high or, whatever you're doing with Jimmy Chitwith and building your guys up, that isn't happening anymore. You know, or, or I should say it's, it's becoming exceedingly difficult to have that happen. So I can see more and more of this type of stuff happen where you've got head coaches down there that are going, you know, what am I doing? I'm just building a program for somebody else. It, it, you know, all these are, are stepping stones anyway. 
because it's really it, it'd be hard or nearly impossible to, to kind of have some sort of sustained success down at that level with guys being constantly grabbed by the bigger schools. So I can see this move. I think it makes sense for a lot of the reasons that you talked about. I think it's a good cultural fit. And, um, you know, for, for Ryan Day, this is a guy that he could turn the offense over to with confidence that, that he can do it and he can do the job. And like you said, the Ohio roots, the fact that, you, I mean, that – that's another thing that's, you know, an underrated point. You, you, getting somebody from there that's never been around Ohio doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense. And um, I think this guy fits, you know, a lot, a lot of the squares. I, I'd, I'd be excited about the hire. Yeah, I, I think it'd, it'd be a really good hire. Just, again, it's a guy that, um, you know, Toledo is kind of like the Ohio State of the MAC. Like, they get the best athletes. They've got really good players. He knows how to use them. Like, you know, he had Kareem Hunt. He had Deontay Johnson, NFL guys, really good players. Obviously, a cream hunt is... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Here was Pro Bowler, unbelievable uh, with the Chiefs. Um, so he knows how to get guys in the right situations. He knows how to, uh, produce on offense, but you know, again, like when you're at a spot like that and you know, it, it, it's not like your best players are even leave, they're, they're not leaving to go to Bama. Like, I mean, his quarterback who's all Mac and was, you know, the, the Mac player of the year literally left to go to Baylor, you know, and Baylor play off from a bunch of money. Uh, but Baylor's terrible. Uh, you know, Vinny Scurry, who's a really good guard, uh, went to Texas tech and again, he kind of is what it is. And and the running back, uh, he left too. So, I mean, you you think he got some pieces coming back and you know, that, that would get old. And at the end of the day, you got to think about how does this hamper my progression as a coach? You know, like, am I going to be able to get a, a, the next tier job as like a lower tier big 10 uh, job uh, if I keep losing all my best players? Where if you go to Ohio State, Ohio State is harvesting everyone else's players. Like they're going out and getting Will Howard, and they're getting uh, uh, Quinchon uh, Judkins. I mean, they're getting like the best players in the portal, um, and they're retaining their roster. So, you know, if I if I'm Jason and I've known him for a long time, like Friday offers me that job, I'm like, Coach, I'll be there in three hours, and I'll just leave everything behind. Uh, we got a bunch of super chats. Uh, Will eight two eight two? Do we have a chance at downs? Yeah, we do. Um, I think that the longer this coaching search goes on for Alabama, I think the better it is for Ohio State. Uh, potentially poaching guys out of the portal. Uh, again, you know, I I think Dan Lanning um, would have been, he's got some cachet to him. He's a guy that I think would be able to retain the roster a lot easier than, uh, you know, Kalen DeBoer or Mike Norvell or some of the guys that they're talking about now. I mean, if they make Tommy Reese the head coach, which I mean, those are the three names that the Tuscaloosa News just dropped as candidates. Like, I, I would jump at the portal tonight 
if I was Caden Proctor or Caleb Downs. Um, but the tampering is real and it's beautiful. And there's a lot of tampering going on right now uh, for a guy like Caleb Downs, who's is Caleb Downs is as valuable of a guy as there is in the entire portal era, just because he's a superstar. He just finished his freshman year as a known commodity and you get him for two more years after this. Um, your thoughts on Caleb Downs, Nevada? Yeah. I mean, look, it's it, anytime you're going after a big fish like this, it's a long shot, but Jenkins was a long shot. Will Howard was a long shot. Uh, we've been hitting some of our long shots, and uh, there's absolute interest from Caleb Downs' side. You know, they they you know, so I I it's not like we're going after somebody that doesn't have an interest in Ohio State. There's genuine interest there. It's just a question of you know, can they close the deal? Can they get it together? And the longer this you know, Alabama coaching search goes on, you know, even a matter of days, that helps Ohio State. So root for inaction or or more people to turn it down or whatever it is. But, uh, you know, Lanning stepping aside and, and not taking the job in terms of our particular pursuit of uh, Caleb Downs was definitely a net positive. Yeah, I thought, you know, if if he took the job today, and, and again, like I, I had that from a from big time Bam, big time Bama donors, and they said that they were getting Lanning, and but he spurned them. So he's probably going to get a new extension, a huge raise, and whatever. Or maybe this is only Phil Nice NIL. I would never leave Oregon if I was him. Um, and plus, do you really want to follow Saban? I mean, if you pay enough, I guess you could. But you know, that's not exactly um, the greatest because you know if you show up and half your roster leaves, all of a sudden that's really not that great of a job. Uh, Geo did uh, 42. Thanks for being a regular, my man. You're always in here. Appreciate you. I think Jason Taylor is a real possibility. What do you think? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think Jason, um, again, he went to Akron. Uh, so he's you know, a proud zip. He's a hall of famer. He's a guy that I think would be, he would kill it. Um, he's an ultra level recruiter uh, for defensive linemen. Um, he'd be my dream pick to replace Larry Johnson at when Larry retires, which will be sooner than later. Obviously Nick Saban just retired. Um, but you know, the things you have to overcome is right now you've got one open spot on the, on the staff with Parker Fleming being gone and Ryan Day has a decision to make. Do you promote James Laurinaitis, which I think is the correct move, or do you build this like contingency plan and try to bring Jason Taylor on as like a defensive ends coach for a year, uh, before Larry Johnson retires? Um, I think those are two things he's trying to balance right now. Cause again, he hasn't moved yet, but you know, is there overlap with Jim Knowles coaching the linebackers and then and James being, you know, a GA analyst or whatever he is? Um, I don't know. Um, I think that if you had James and Jason Taylor on the staff, you, you, you flip the script on, you'd have the most dynamic recruiting staff in college football uh, on the defensive side between Tim Walton, James Laurinaitis, and Jason Taylor. Um you know, and, but again, it's it's going to be one of those things where, like, someone correctly pointed out, Jason Taylor's kid just committed to Miami or whatever. But you know, kids transfer. You know, I mean, Toby Wilson's at Ohio State, and his dad took the Tulsa job. So, um, you know, the, the, the McCullers, you know, the, the their dad was the, the Indiana running backs coach, and you know, he left and went to Notre Dame. And you know, I mean, I I, I see that, but you know, in coaching, there's nothing that's finite. Uh, the only thing that's the only thing that's certain in coaching is change. Like you're going to be changing your address. You're going to be changing your house. You're going to be getting fired. That's part of the job and you're going to be moving. So, uh, Jason Taylor's, he's obviously a D line coach for the Miami hurricanes right now. He's lived in Miami for a long time, being a dolphin and post career. Uh, but if he really wants to get into coaching, like 
you can't, you don't grow roots. Like that's part of the thing with coaching is unless you're like Nick Saban or you're at the top of the food chain. I mean, Bill Belichick just got fired today. So if, if he can get fired, then anybody can get fired. Cause that's kind of the name of the game uh, in modern college football. Um, Nevada, your thoughts on Jason Taylor. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I really have mixed feelings. You know, like I, I see it as a transitional piece as a kind of successor, Larry Johnson, all the sense in the world, love it, got it, understand it. But if it, if it costs us James Laurinaitis in the meantime, is it worth it? Not sure. You know, that's a, that's a tougher one for me because I, I'm such a big James Laurinaitis fan and, and believe that he'll be so good um, as a, as accountable coach for Ohio state. So, you know, if there was some way that you could go through a staff configuration that you got Taylor and James, then I'm all in. I just, I don't know how that works. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure who would have to go, whose head would have to get lopped off that we're not counting. This is kind of like the, that season one last episode of, of, of game of Thrones where the uh, Alan, whatever his name was, that was on the, on the masthead, got his head chopped off at the end. And you're like, man, he was the star of the show and he just got his head chopped off. So who, who would have to go in order to, to, uh, to make room? Um, I'm not sure how that would work. I mean, it'd have to be Larry. I mean, I, 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 both, I, I, I mean, I know, I just, but you can't, I don't know how you whack Larry. You, yeah. How do you whack Larry? I'd be I mean, like, how does that, how does that work? I mean, the big shuffleboard court in the sky. Uh, Dick Buck, appreciate you, my man. Dick Buck, That's, it's like Dick Buck is kind of. Uh, thanks for the deuce. Caleb D is a uh, looks like a Buckeye. I have that on good authority. We'll see. Uh, again, it makes all the sense. The run. I, I know one thing: these kids, especially a guy like Caleb Downs, who's already on the radar to be a three and out NFL guy, they don't want to spend their their two years at a rebuilding Alabama program. You know, they don't want to be playing for some Mike Norvell or. Yeah, they, they they went there to play for the goat. You go look at their recruiting photos. They all got the goat's hat on. Uh, you know they got his little his little you know, you know Saban's little uh, golf hat or whatever you call it. I mean they all came to play for Saban. He's gone now. Um, and the thing is, is the way he did this, um, there wasn't a succession plan in place. So there's it's not like he's out and then Tommy Reese is some you know, superstar young OC and they're going to promote him to head coach and keep the staff intact. Like, no, like if you got Kalen DeBoer or Mike Norvell, they're bringing their staffs from either Washington or Florida state. And they're getting rid of everybody in that building. So all these kids are going to be like, man, I just signed up to play here and all my coaches are gone. Like the DC is gone. The head, you know, the head coach is gone. The cornerback coach, the safety coach. Like, so, you know, when kids have options, man, that's, it's a scary scenario, but that's, it's kind of where we're at. I mean, that's the thing about, you know, what, what Urban did. You know, Urban was very cognizant that he did not want a bunch of guys to lose their jobs. You know, and again, that's why, you know, bringing in Ryan Day as opposed to, you know, there was, you know, at the time when they promoted Ryan, like the other guy that was on the list was Matt Campbell when he was like the red hot name. You know, if they bring in Matt, then, you know, he's firing half the guys and bringing his Iowa State guys with him. So, again, that's just how coaching works. Like, you know, when you – when you show up, you want a loyal staff and you're going to bring people that were loyal to you um, and they're going to come with you everywhere you go. Like Tom Herman, when he went from Houston to Texas, he brought like 75% of his staff and he might have retained, I think, one guy that was uh, a Texas guy and away they went. So, you know, it's um, it's a very interesting world in coaching because, you know, Nick Saban retiring has far-reaching implications as to you know, these players that can hit the portal for the next 30 days and 
Caleb Downs is a guy that, you know, we would pay a lot of NIL money for, and I've got that on really good authority. Rohan uh, Van Gogh, thanks for the five. Appreciate you, my friend. Could the OC hire a uh, potentially fire Fry and have the O-line coach uh, you want to bring despite Dave being tight with Fry? Heartline is off the table. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I know Mike Hallett, who's the O-line coach at Toledo. I don't know if he would be a guy that um, you do. I, I, just, I think it depends on how high up the food chain Ryan goes and who he gets. And, you know, like if it's Joe Brady and Joe Brady from the Bills wants to be the OC and he wants to bring two guys with him, then I'm all ears, you know, because that guy's the, the best offensive mind in football right now. I mean, I watch that Bills offense and you when you see Josh Howard or excuse me, Josh, uh, Josh Howard, I mixed up uh, Josh Allen and Will Howard, but that's the perfect mix. You go watch that Dolphins game from week 18 in the NFL when they needed it, man. He was running Josh Allen, and Josh Allen delivered, and yeah, they needed everything to 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 get into the playoffs and and whatever. And I'll tell you what, like his scheme, we would dominate with. And again, and he's he he won that national championship with Jefferson and Chase and Burrow, and he was calling those plays, and you know they, they scored you know like eighty points or whatever, and they scored like a million points in the championship game. So that would be my uh, that'd be my grand slam. I just I don't think I mean. I just don't think he's realistic. Um, but for what he does in the NFL right now, again, watch watch the playoff games. I'll be rooting for the Steelers hardcore because I really want – I'd love to have this guy. Um, but, again, I just – I don't know, you know, if if the Bills lose and they whack Sean McDermott to hire Belichick and Joe Brady becomes a free agent, again, this is pie in the sky. But, you know, for what for what we have as weapons on offense with Will Howard um, – you know, with with Quinchon Judkins, with Travion Henderson, uh, with Emeka, with JJ Smith, like this is the guy that could exploit it to the maximum, and he's done it at the highest level. Like the thing that he's got over Candle is he won a national championship as an offensive coordinator. Um, he was there for a year, went to the Panthers, kind of bombed out there. Uh, was a position coach here, got promoted to OC when they fired Kent Dorsey, and they've been unbelievable since they did that. So. He's the guy, the way he, he, he works Josh Allen is it's my dream scenario for Will Howard. Um, but yeah, your uh, your thoughts on that, Nevada. We'll keep getting through these. We've got a ton of super chats coming in. Yeah, well, I, I guess my question for you would be if, if you change the name from, from Joe Brady to Bill O'Brien or, or Dan Mullen, would you would you give them complete autonomy to, to change the staff and fire, uh, fire Justin Fry? Would, would, would those be big enough names to do something like that? Bill O'Brien for sure. Yeah, I mean he's he's won. I mean he's won you know Super Bowls and was at Bama and you know coached at Penn State and made him pretty pretty decent when they were you know they, I mean they were down like twenty scholarships when he was there. Um, yeah, I mean it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't want to be. I just, I think his personality and Ryan's would be like oil and water, but I mean, Bill Belichick's hired him like three times. So he's gotta be doing something right. Nick Saban hired him too. So he's been around the block. You know, I just, I don't know how much of it is a one year and maybe it is just a one year deal, but you know, the thing about a guy like Bill O'Brien is he's always going to be wanting to give back to the NFL always. So um, Joe Brady's probably the same way and Cannon might be the same way. So yeah, I think that this is a one year hire. Um, and that's how you have to look at a lot of this stuff because, you know, if our offense crushes it, which they're going to, uh, and the OC uh, puts up these sparkling numbers, like he's going to be in high demand when the next round of coaches, coaching searches come up, you know? So, but I mean, I'd give Bill O'Brien full autonomy because he's been around the block. Like he knows what good looks like. He's been around Brady and those guys. And, you know, he hasn't forgotten how to coach. Now, when you've got turds like Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones, like, you know, it's not quite as easy, but, you know, when you've got like a, a stud quarterback and good lineman, like I, I, I like Bill O'Brien. I think he's, he does a really good job. Um, uh, Jacob Allman, thank you for the five. If Ryan gives a play calling, how, how long do you think it'll take to use that role on game day? How do you see him growing on the sideline? Well, I'm sure it'll take a lot of getting used to because you know, you're going to be, it's probably like a, like a smoker giving up smoking and have to put like the Nicorette patch or chew the Nicorette gum or something. Cause Ryan's got, I mean, he's got to be used to his routine that he's had basically you know, for as long as he's been a play caller, you know, walking up down the sideline, going through the play sheet. Uh, and, and again, I don't think he'll ever fully give it up. He's always going to have input just because that's how he's been. Um, but I think that it, it would be really beneficial to him to help manage the game motivate the team, work the officials, like to not have to do everything like he's doing right now um, would really help improve him as an overall head coach. But, you know, I always think he's going to have his thumb on top of the thing. And that's why I think that we'll get a guy like Jason Candle instead of a guy like Bill O'Brien because, you know, Bill O'Brien is, you know, he's won big games and Super Bowls and that type of thing. He, I mean, really, he's got, I don't say he has a better resume. He doesn't have a better head coaching resume than Ryan, but He's won big games that, that Ryan hasn't won. Now he's been a coordinator, he hasn't been a head coach, but um, you know, I, I think that it'd be it'd be interesting to see how Ryan would work with with a guy um, you know, like like an O'Brien. That's why, like I said, Candle makes all the sense in the world. Uh your thoughts on that, Nevada. How long do you think it would take Ryan to get used to not calling the plays? Well, I think it'd be quicker than you think. Because you remember he's only been a head coach for what, four or five years right now? You know, before that yeah. he was always you know, an, an, an OC or a quarterback coach or doing whatever. And I think what it would allow him to do, and I think he'd kind of tune into this pretty quickly, is when you're calling plays, you are always thinking about the next play. Always. You have to be. You're thinking, yeah. as soon as you call the next one, you're thinking about the next play. And so all the things you talked about, working the officials, you know, clock management, what's the defense doing? Where's the special teams coach? What what doing? Where's the down and distance? What, I mean, he'll have a chance to kind of look at that as, as a uh, – kind of observer and then, you know, give input on things like that. Um, I think it's actually, the, it's the ideal role for him, for a guy who's got a great offensive mind. And I think he'll, I think he'll tune into it a lot quicker than people think. And um, he'll see the benefit to doing it because 
I, I just don't know how anybody does the same jobs. And that's why, you know, they, they had some stat about the last time the national championship was won by a play caller was like 10 years ago or 12 years or whatever it was. It's yeah, Jimbo, you know, it's, Jimbo Fisher yeah. in 13. Yeah. So it's, it's been a while. So I, I think that, you know, I think for Ryan, um, I think he'll, he'll enjoy it, you know, and kind of tune into that sooner than later. Totally agree. Uh, Keith Dennison, thanks for being on here all the time, brother. Uh, being a great regular. Uh, thank you for the five. Love the returning defense. I do too. It's going to be sick. But slightly worried about Simon and Hicks being the guys, uh, in quotes, at linebacker. Hicks has a talent, but we haven't seen much yet. Well, I mean, CJ's got to get a lot better before he's going to be the guy because I could, I mean, I would just as easily move Sonny Styles to a linebacker and have him be uh, right next to Cody Simon, um, Gabe Powers, uh, Nigel Glover, the kid that we got from uh, from Northwestern. There's a lot of guys that I think potentially could be um, kind of the co-pilot with Cody Simon, but CJ, this is kind of a make-or-break year for him. He's been a five-star guy, a lot of hype, a lot of athletic ability. Nice kid, um, but, man, he's got to lock in and, and do his thing and, and be productive and be where he needs to be. Because, again, the one thing to know about Jim Knowles is if you freelance and you're not uh, gap sound, you are going to play. You're going to be standing next to him, chewing sunflower seeds with a towel around your neck, uh, wait until the end of the game to go sing Carmen, Ohio, because – he does not play, uh, and you better be in your spot. So, um, but I think CJ's got a lot of talent. I think that this is his moment. Um, but the good thing is, is that there's going to be real competition for that that second spot next to Cody. Uh, the benefit to Cody is that he's he's the old head now. He's the guy that can call the defense, which is great. And then you put CJ and Gabe Powers and some of these guys that have been around the block for a few years uh, next to him. Some of these young guys, and you know, I think that. They, I think that they like that room a little bit more than a lot of people think. That's why we didn't go after Tackett Curtis. Uh, that's why we didn't go after uh, some of these portal guys because I think that we've got you, know, you only play two linebackers. So when you got six or seven of the guys in the room, um, you got to figure out who's going to be where and, and doing what. But I think CJ's got a lot of potential, but he's got to really lock in through winter conditioning and through spring football. Uh, John Mertz, thanks for the five. Appreciate you always being on here, brother, as always. Uh, if James Laurinaitis is hired to replace Parker Fleming, what staff member will be let go to hire the new OC? Well, I mean, I, I honestly, I, uh, you know, I, I would think it would be Corey Dennis just because, you know, I would imagine if you hired the new offensive coordinator, he would be the quarterback's coach as well. So he'd be the OC uh, slash QB coach. Um, again, I don't know how you reorganize the titles. Excuse me, when you have... Brian Hartline, he's a wide, he's a wide receivers coach. Uh, and then you have Justin Fry. You, you really can't have three offensive coordinators. Um, so I don't know how they'll redo the titles, but it would make sense. And again, if, if I'm drawing up my staff on how I want it the most, I'm putting the, the offensive coordinator as either the quarterback's coach or the tight ends coach, um, not receivers, not O-line. Uh, just because I think that, you know, in, in the most optimal sense, he's a QB coach. That's why you see that so often. Um, but tight ends coach is kind of an interesting spot because it's it is the easiest position to coach on the field by far, uh, and plus you're more involved in the run game than the quarterbacks coaches because uh, you know the QB coach is basically obsessed with the the pass game because you know when, when it's a running play you just hand the ball off you know, unless you're a big quarterback run team. But I think um, it would be Corey Dennis, and I think it would be really interesting to see how this unfolds because I think it's going to happen pretty quick here. Um, Nevada, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, look, there's really only two names. It's Corey Dennis or Tony Alford, and, and uh, 
you know, as you know, an offensive coordinator slash running back coach, I'm not saying it hasn't happened. I just, I, I don't remember seeing that. So, you know, Corey Dennis seems to be the obvious, you know, play. And then in the back of my mind, in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, is, is Dave just playing with all of us on this? And is Dave, because where we got this information is from the agents that are talking to him and from the players, the players, you remember the players at the end of the year, all do like exit interview kind of, you know, downloads at the stuff going on. And Ryan kind of tells them their, the, his plan for them and for the Ohio State team going forward. And they're all saying, Ryan is saying, I'm bringing in a guy to run the offense. I'm bringing a guy to do it. But would he swerve at the last minute and just go, you know, I'm just going to ride, I'm going to ride or die with my guys and, and I'm going to, and I'm going to keep going to plays myself. And uh, I just, in, in the, yeah, I, I, I know as crazy as that sounds, that, <laughs> that that thought has entered my mind, you know, more than a couple of times here over the last you know, 24 hours because, you know, you've got to get rid of somebody else. And the Corey Dennis thing is, uh, is touchy. So I, I, I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you fire Corey Dennis, that's very touchy. Um, so it, it'd be interesting to see if that happens again. I think everything, you know, I think in the next week we'll know, I mean, it could, it could, come down tomorrow. Um, I don't know if Ryan will wait through the weekend to see who wins and loses in the playoffs. Um, if there's any of the NFL guys that he wants, but you know, I, I think that he wants a guy that knows how to run the quarterback and a guy that can run the offense and has proven that he can run a program. Uh, that's why I don't, I don't think he wants a kid. Like that's why I think like Jason Candle makes us Jason's 44. Um, he's been coaching Toledo for God, uh, at least six or seven years. So, um, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be real interesting to see how all that goes. Uh, Francis Plum, thanks for the deuce. Was he the Toledo OC when they gave OSU issues? Um, I don't know what year. I know that Ohio State's played Toledo a few times, um, but I know that in eleven he was the wide receivers coach. In eleven, they almost beat us. They're on the, they're on the like the five yard line going into the end zone to beat us, and uh. You know, they, I mean, they, thank God Johnny Simon sacked that guy because we almost lost to Toledo at home when we were just god awful. Um, because I talked to Matt Campbell about that all the time. Oh, they were, he's like, I hate Johnny Simon so much because we couldn't block him and we sacked their quarterback as they were getting ready to score on us because we were, so, we were just so bad in 2011. Um, the last time we played them, uh, in uh, 22, we beat them 77 to 21. So I don't think that might have been the one you were thinking of so i imagine statistically they didn't do we didn't do too much against them but uh in 19 or in, in 2011 they almost beat us so um but yeah they ran for a buck 24 and they threw for 183 so that probably isn't the game you're thinking of um but no, he was uh he was a receiver coach matt campbell was the oc in, in 11 though i know that for sure because i've i've talked to him about that about a thousand times and it was always hilarious um David Dicker here. Appreciate you, my man. Thanks for the 20. Uh, would love to see Trey. I slot some next year. I would love to see that too. Um, in the slot next year. I think, yeah, you gotta, you gotta throw him the ball more and use him more like Camara, uh, and a tall end zone package with Thurman, JJ and Witten. That would be very interesting. Cause you'd have three, six, six guys out there. Um, yeah, again, I, I've been critical of Ryan with his red zone stuff because we took Marvin off the field a lot in the red zone, which drove me crazy when you've got a six foot five guy who's probably got the best ball skills in the country and we'd have him standing next to 
you know, Brian Hart lying on the sideline when we're down in the short red area. Um, but I, I think it'd be interesting to see Jelani Thurman develop into that. JJ um, Witten, the kid from Glenville, is obviously uh, really coming on as a big freaky athlete. So I, I'd love to see that. Again, I, I think height is difficult to defend in short areas where, you know, if you're running a fade, you, it's like you take two steps and you jump and grab the ball. Um, and for most corners, they're not 6'2". Most corners are 5'11", maybe six foot. So you get one of those 6'6 six, six guys out there, that's kind of terrifying. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, and we've got a lot of these big, long athletes coming in, which makes it really fun uh, to see what we can do. Nevada, your thought on a tall package? Because I think that sounds amazing. Well, you know, I mean, Jelani Thurm, just to kind of focus on what guy, I mean, he had a tremendous bull prep. And if you guys remember, he actually started the game. I mean, he was out there when, when they ran out there to start the game. He was he was out there with the uh, with the ones. And, uh, no, I think he's a guy that we're going to be seeing more and more of. In terms of a tall package, would love to see it. Will we see it? Don't know, but it's a it, it's a great idea. It'd be very difficult to defend. As as a former defensive coach, you can't teach tall. You can you can uh, you can scheme away other things, but but if a guy is taller than your guy and can go up higher than I lost a championship on that play where the guy was just taller and just went up over a guy and got it. And there was, there was nothing we we could have had a ladder, and there was nothing we could do to get to that ball. But um, yeah, yeah, tall t- tall is good. Uh, Florida State just got hit with some pretty good NIL penalties. Wow. Uh, their, their OC, who's a really, really, um, really good line coach, uh, Alex Atkins. If you guys asked me who would be a guy that I'd want uh, to consider for if Justin took off, Alex Atkins would be right at the top of the list. He got a two-year show cause uh, order, three-game suspension, and then uh, a bunch of other things. But, yeah, there's there's some pretty heavy uh, sanctions coming out on Florida State's NIL. So some of these guys uh, – you know, they're very tightened up because, I mean, the NCAA, as, as much as people want to say the NCAA is toothless, um, I don't buy that at all. They take their time, but when the hammer comes, the hammer's coming. Uh, Coach Billy Taylor, the rumors about Jason Taylor, how real are they? There's definitely mutual interest. Um, you know, again, for again, Jason Taylor, uh, you know, as much as people want to act about, like, you know, James Laurinaitis says he wanted to get into coaching or be a coach or be on the road or whatever, like, it's a million fold for Jason Taylor, but he's doing it. Um, you know, he's with the hurricanes now he's traveling, but he's still in South Florida, still in Miami. You know, James is a Buckeye. James is here. Um, and James wants to be a coach. Like he wants to be the next, you know, coach coordinator, head coach. Uh, that's the progression that he wants to do. Um, Jason Taylor. I mean, he played longer than James. He made more money than James. He's in South Florida still. 
But I think that, you know, every coach realizes at some point you got to get out of the nest and you got to go coach somewhere, you know? So if he wants to be, uh, you know, an eventual head coach and, and do the stuff that every coach has ambitions to do, you know, a place like Ohio state, it's a great launching point, you know, and I think he'd kill it up here. And again, you know, he played for the dolphins, but he's also a guy that, um, you know, he's from Pennsylvania and he played at Akron. So he's not completely unfamiliar with this part of the country, but I think he's a guy that, uh, would be a grand slam home run hire if we could get him to replace Larry. Now, how you do that again, do you try to bring him on this year as, as an edge an edge coach, or do you, you know, like that's, that's the tough one, but I know he's, he's an incredible recruiter and obviously he's going to be a technician because he was one of the greatest pass rushers that's ever lived. Um, so, you know, I, I love guys like Jason Taylor because how could you not want to, if you're a young, a young defensive end tackle, how could you not want to learn from a guy who's got, I don't know how, I don't know what his career sacks were, but I think he's like a top 10 all time sack guy. He's that, I mean, he was that good in the NFL. He played a long time too. Um, defensive player of the year, um, just a, just a phenomenal player. So, but I think that this is going to be the decision of the off season for Ryan days. Do you try to go throw a bunch of money at Jason Taylor or do you promote James Laurinaitis? And that's going to be something that I'm sure is going to, you know, Ryan's got to make a decision on, uh, your thoughts on that Nevada. Yeah, no, the, the answer to the question, the interest is definitely real. And, you know, you talked earlier in the show about kind of succession plan Now you're talking about it relative to Saban and Alabama and the head coaching position. But like you said, for the coordinators positions and, you know, for the defensive line position, to have that guy in place because, you know, Larry, as great as Larry is, he's not going to go on forever. I mean, at some point, he's going to call off the jam. And uh, when he does, if, if by some chance you had Jason Taylor, you know, in your in your lineup, that's a seamless transition. And that, that would make a whole heck of a lot of sense, you know, if and when that does happen. Um, you know, the, one of the great unknowns is, is how long does Larry want to continue coaching? Our, our information is, you know, he wants to keep going and, and keep going for a while, but you know, that can change, you know, Saban was saying the same things and, you know, then his wife got sick and then he was like, bang, you know, I, I'm out of here. So um, it'll be interesting. Like I said, it is the decision of the off season as far as I'm concerned. And um, it'll be interesting to see which direction uh, Ryan day goes. Yeah. And, and as a lot of people mentioned, you know, his son who went to Arizona literally just transferred to Miami. So again, does that completely kill everything? No, because he can always transfer to Ohio state too, but, you know, they, you see these these families make decisions and go to certain places, and then it never it doesn't always stick. Because again, like the McCullough kid, you know, Day and McCullough and those kids, they, they all went to Indiana to be with Dad, and then Dad got off for the job at Notre Dame by Marcus Freeman, and Dad left. So, you know, I, is that a deal breaker? I don't think so. Uh, Yardvark's lawn care uh, next with five. Would love to see Caden Proctor at right tackle. That would be a huge get. Uh, how much money should we throw his way? He'd probably cost at least five hundred. I'd say five hundred thousand. Uh, what do you think about uh, the Texas model, where they pay fifty thousand a year for each O lineman? I think it's a great model. I mean, I think that you know you got to understand like these kids don't really have any expenses. I mean they they have dorms, they have room and board checks, they get free meals like three times a day, um, and. So it's basically just gravy when you give them 50 grand a year. I mean, you can pay for your your your, your mom to fly to every game, your family to fly to every game, room and board, like the whole nine yards. So I think it's it's a 
it's a good way to sustain excellence is just to guarantee a payment to a position group if there's someone that wants to sponsor it. But, you know, for, for me, I, I, I love what Texas does with their NIL because they take care of certain position groups certain ways. And, you know, when you're whenever your alignment gets 50, I think it's great. But I, I would I would accentuate it so that every starting offensive lineman would get 100. And there'd be like a tier system for me because I wanted to just want the last guy on the bench to have the same amount of money as the starters. David Greenshield, thanks for the five. Uh, the, the team up north buying Stallings beers. They were proud of cheating. Yeah, I mean, you know, they won the national championship and he was there soaking it up. And, you know, that guy's been raked over the coals. He was cheating um, and everybody kind of disowned him. But I, I don't really think they did because, you know, they're they proud of what they did. And, but they'll get theirs. I mean, wait till we get to March. Uh, JMAT212, thanks for the five. Love you guys and Zach S. Turn on when I can. Uh, you think your husband coming to Jesus? You are husband having a come to Jesus, get it done or get out. Is you are is that Urban? Is Urban having a come a come to Jesus meeting with Ryan? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much he's involved in the program anymore. Um, I think Ryan's having the best off, maybe the best off season in Ohio State history right now. Um, between the getting seven guys back and then you get um, you know the stat. You know, if we get if we get Jason Candle, or even more importantly, Joe Brady. I mean, this would be the greatest offseason of all time. Um, but I, I think that you know, Ryan knows that he's up against it this year, and he's not—he's not screwing around. You know, I mean, he's—I mean, he's getting after it, and he's got—I mean, he got a lot of guys coming back. And in the past, we've had teams where guys would be going pro, and it was kind of like this. There's kind of like this feeling around the Woody Hayes where guys couldn't wait to get out of there, and now guys are coming back because of NIL. So again, a lot of people hate NIL. I love NIL because. Our team is way better this year because of NIL, because of the guys that we were able to get in the portal, Will Howard, uh, Quinshawn, Judkins, and then the guys that we retained. I'm talking to Mecca, Trey Henderson, Jack Sawyer, Ty Leak, uh, Denzel Burke, Donnie Jackson. Those guys all have gone pro in the past. So, you know, again, you got to remember, NIL for Ohio State is is outstanding for what we can do. Uh, Nevada, uh, your thoughts on, I, I don't think Urban had to come to Jesus. Um, I mean, I, I don't even know how much those guys talk anymore, honestly. Uh, Sean Kretka, thanks for the deuce. Your gut feeling on JTT and Trey right now. Uh, I'll let you go first on this, Nevada. Um, gut feeling, I mean, but Trey's back. So that, that we're just waiting for that to drop. That could happen tonight, could happen tomorrow, but that one done. Um, gut feeling on JTT. I think JTT's coming back. Um, and... You know, it, it. I just think he's coming back. I, I, I know that the package that they put together for him is a really good one. I know he wanted more, but with everybody else coming back, and I've talked to people that are close to him, I've, I've heard he's coming back. So I don't, you know, I, I could hedge it and go, well, I'm not sure, and it could be a jump ball, it could be fifty-fifty, or it could, and, it, and and it might be, and it might very well be. But I, I have not heard from anyone that he is not coming back. And I've heard from several people close to him that are telling me he is coming back. So when we first started this, you guys know that you guys have been on the show for a while. You guys know we told you at the very beginning of this whole thing, look, our information was that Ohio State's going to run the table on everybody but Marvin Harrison and Mike Hall. And, you know, it's almost a knock on wood thing, but we pretty much run the table on everybody but Marvin Harrison and Mike Hall. So if we can complete this one, this would be one of the – one of the great sweeps of all time, but I think it's going to happen. 
Oh yeah, I, uh, I, I agree. I just got a text about Dabo screen. Dabo didn't take the damage off, did he? No way. I'd die if they took that. They're, they're not gonna get Dabo. I just I had to verify a text. I was like, that didn't happen. Um, yeah, JT is a guy who's truly up in the air. He's been offered a million eight to stay. Um, I don't know. Like he's JT's a different cat. He marches to the beat of his own drum. I think he'd be insane to leave right now because the team's going to be really good. Michigan's going to be down, and Michigan lost their guard and their their linebacker to the draft. They're going to lose their head coach. Um, get them in Columbus. Uh, you're going to have a loaded team. Like, why would you want to miss that to go to the NFL? You can go to the NFL next year. You'll be fine as a 22 year old. Um, but that's just my opinion. I think that this is going to be an all time year for Ohio State, and I'm really excited about it. Um, Poobyard 12, thanks for the deuce. Uh, feelings on Keenan Bailey. Could he be expendable? Um, he is Ryan Day's guy. So he is not going anywhere. I've been told that. Um, I've had people tell me that he's a good coach. So people that I trust. So um, again, I I don't know. Uh, I thought our tight ends were good this year. I thought your Cade was banged up for a lot of the year. Uh, I think that their blocking has been atrocious for the last year. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, But, you know, I, I think that, you know, if you're Ryan Day's boy, then you get a lot of protection in that building. So, you know, Keenan is Ryan Day's boy. So don't make any bones about it. Uh, but you know, I, I need to see more to be honest with you. Um, these tight ends, this will be a, this will be a real year. Cause it's going to be, you're going to have G Scott back. Um, and he's as bad of a blocker as I've ever seen. Uh, and then you've got, you, you get Jelani. I mean, Jelani's the guy that you really have to develop. Like this is the guy that'll tell me how good of a coach you are. Cause he's got more ability than anybody that's been in the tight end room since probably Ricky Dudley, Dudley. but can you harness him and get him to lock in and focus and, not be distracted and not be all over the place. Cause I think that that's his issue right now is he's a freshman and got a bunch of dough in his pocket and he's not all locked in in football. So you got to get this guy locked in and you know, he's the kind of guy that you wish that urban was still coaching because he would have the, his foot so far up the sky's butt that there's no way he wouldn't be a first round pick, but I just don't know if they can get this kid tuned in. He's got a lot. Of, I mean, he's got massive upside, but you can't, take your foot off his throat. So, um, but that's my opinion. And again, I think that that's probably right. So this will be a huge spring for Jelani. Expedition Greg, thanks for the deuce. Any update on JT? Uh, still uh, still up in the air. I mean, and again, this is he's truly up in the air. Um, I've gotten conflicting reports the last few days. So you tell me, uh, you know, you tell me 
you know, he stays, he goes. I mean, I've had people tell me, I, I had literally people in the last few days tell me that he's staying. I had another person say that it sounds like he's going. So I honestly don't know what to believe. I know that he's been offered a million eight. Um, so again, that's, that's firm. Uh, that's a nice chunk of change to play, you know, get four sacks and whatever. And, and I love JT. I think he's a really good player. I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for. And I don't, and I don't just, not everything in the world is about sacks to me, especially in the scheme of the defense that we run. Um, but I, I think that, you know, he really needs to come back and kick butt for his senior year uh, to get his stock to where it needs to be. Cause I don't, I don't know how well he'll test, but I can't imagine he's going to run particularly fast. Um, but you know, he could come back and, and prove me wrong and have a huge all American type season. Cause he hasn't produced at the level that you'd expect the number one player in the country to produce at as a defensive end. Um, appreciate your expedition as always. Thank you for uh, tweeting at me too. I love the tweets. Uh, Ohio 247. Thank you for the five. Um, if you have a question, toss that in the chat. ZZM, thank you for the 10. We need a guy that pulls wide receivers that don't block. Does Toledo's wide receivers block well? Please get someone that demands that. Please. Love out loud. Dude, I'm right there with you. Jason Cannell, uh, his background is a wide receivers coach. So, again, I don't know how much say he'd have over Brian Hartline, but he'd probably have some if he's the OC, the real OC. So, it'd be interesting to see uh, how all of that would work. Um but your uh your thoughts on that Nevada? I mean, Jason Candle, you know, again, I, I I've been critical of our wide receivers blocking because I've I've seen it a lot of there's a lot of this is total lack of effort and there was actually a really good thread on our board today about Tank Dell's injury. Tank Dell is a superstar rookie wide receiver for the Houston Texans. He got hurt blocking, but the Houston Texans ran one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen. They had Tank Dell as like an inline blocker in like the interior of the offensive line, like a fullback or whatever. And Tank Dell is like five foot eight and like 160 pounds. And they had him in there and he got broke in half and broke his leg, put on IR or whatever. But like, I would never advise us to do that with a wide receiver. And and some of these NFL guys are so stupid. They do stuff like that. But I'm just talking about like perimeter blocking, getting in the ways of guys and finishing blocks so Trey Henderson can actually get loose. Um, but your thoughts on our wide receiver blocking? Well, it's just got, it's got to get better. The good news is Heartline's yeah. – the one heartline's aware of it Two, heartline was a terrific blocker himself. And that's the thing that makes this so confounding is that Brian heartline was an absolute special teams monster and ferocious blocker. And so, you know, we're not talking about a guy that, that wasn't good at these things, trying to, you know, impart these skill sets on these guys. I mean, he did this. They just got to, there's just gotta be a want too. Um, the good news is there seems to be a recognition of it. We'll wait and see if, if he does it. But Brian's aware of it, and he's. It, this is just a matter of effort. It's you know, it's, it's a matter of effort and a little bit of technique, but mostly effort. And you know, we'll see. You know, Brian's still evolving as a coach. He's a relatively young coach as well, and in certain aspects of the job, he's an A plus 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 plus. This is an area I need to improve in twenty twenty four, and I'm confident he will. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. Um, Sean Rollins, thank you for the 20. This is hilarious. I don't know what this means, but thank you for the 20. Pair character dancing under rain of confetti and taking his hat off to say, You are amazing. I think that's some sort of an emoji, maybe. And I just read it out loud, but that is pretty funny. So I appreciate that. If you have a question, toss that in the chat. Uh, it looks like we're gonna potentially, oh, we got another super chat as I was getting ready to throw out some Dominic Kirk's film. 
Uh, David Cottrell, thank you for the five. Say Kiffin goes to Bama. That's that'd be my pick. Jackson Dart goes to the portal. Do you go after him or are you satisfied? I am satisfied with Will Howard. I'm not trying to upset the apple cart even further. Um, wouldn't surprise me if he went to Bama with Kiffin, honestly. Um, I, I think that they're, again, Pete Thamel in the last two minutes said it's between Norvell and Kalen DeBoer. So uh, I think that's all going to be a moot point. Nevada, who would worry you more if they went to Alabama, uh, Norvell or Kalen DeBoer? Oh, man, I could argue that either way. You know, it's just about roots versus ability. I, I think a lot of Kalen DeBoer. I think Kalen DeBoer is a is a terrific coach. But, you know, culturally, how the fit's going to be there at Alabama. And, you know, you've talked about this a lot of times. P- you know, people forget. I mean, Bama was in the toilet before Saban got there. And, you know, Saban, you know, took that, that job. I mean, you're talking about the, like a long period of time where it was just they weren't good. And, and you know, he's made them this, this juggernauts, you know, seven, you know, six time national champion or seven, you know, one that L or whatever, but people got to f- remember how difficult of a job that is. And then following Saban on top of that. So if you're not a great cultural fit, you know, if you're the Yankee that's coming into that job and then now you're not winning national championships every two years or something like that, um, that could get really uncomfortable really quickly. So, um, I'm, I'm not sure. Like I said, I think DeBoer from a, uh, from a, a, a coaching ability standpoint, but Norvell more from a cultural fit. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, um, you know, I, I think DeBoer would be really strange. I mean, he's a great coach, but I mean, does he have ties to the South? I mean, Norvell obviously does being at Florida state, but you know, I mean, Hey, I mean, they, this is a huge hire, and you know, you know, Bama is going to make a big splash. I mean, these guys that went after Saban when he said he wasn't going there, and they just kept up in the ante. And and I, I think, uh, you know, if you're Kalen DeBoer, you've kind of tapped out what you can do at Washington already, and you're never going to have the defense to win a national championship up there because there's no in-state talent in the state of Washington. You get like one JT two Malo, and he leaves the state and goes to Ohio State. Um, but just looking at uh. That's interesting. He was at Indiana in 2019. So I was just looking at his his background. Kalen DeBoer was at Southern Illinois, Eastern Michigan, uh, Fresno State, Indiana. He was the OC QB coach um, in 19. Uh, then back to Fresno State as the head coach 2021. And I was at Washington. So that'd be an incredible rise. But again, he has no Southern recruiting ties. You know, I mean, Nick Saban had been at LSU and... You know, I know you can develop them, but you'd think if you're hiring a guy to be the head coach at the University of Alabama, they're going to have really good ties in Georgia, really good ties in Texas, like the places you need to go to, to win. But, hey, I mean, this guys he's obviously been a really good coach everywhere he's been. But, you know, he's he's been he's been a head coach for three years now. So, you know, and again, not taking anything away from this guy. Uh, four years, 20, 21, 22, 23. Two years at Fresno State, two years at Washington. Like, is this really the best Alabama can do? I mean, I, I mean, but again, I, I could just be crazy. Um, it looks like we're going to get another D end in the fold. Dominic Kirks is a kid who is from up north. Uh, let me get his profile up here. Um, this is a kid. He's committed to Washington. So again, this would help if the board takes off. Uh, you get Dominic Kirks in here. Let me get this to click on. Yeah. Um, 
Dominic Kirks is a guy that I think a lot of people are excited about just because he's he's here. He's uh, there we go. This is not picking up. So we'll get this fixed. Uh, he's a kid from Paysville Riverside. He's a guy six foot five, two fifty. You know, we missed on some DNs. Uh, we got some open spots. Um, you know, if we lose JT, we definitely need to get another body in the room. He's a class of 24 guy. He did not sign early signing period. Um, Nevada, I think this is about as easy of a flip call as you could ever imagine. He's going to take an official visit here. He's going to get the official offer. I can't imagine a kid from Painesville wants to go to Washington, especially if DeBoer takes off. Uh, but your thoughts on Dominic Kirks? Um, well, I mean, the last depth chart that I saw from Ohio State had him listed on the depth chart. So, like, they think they're getting him. So I think I think this is one of those uh, foregone conclusion ones where I would expect him to kind of round up. I, I think that takes our roster size right up there at 84, 85 or something like that. Not that, you know, roster numbers really all that relevant, but I think he is definitely going to be the last guy, you know, entered into the class. And um, I think that's going to complete it until they get ready for, you know, spring portal action out and spring portal, you know, potentially portal action. In, but I th definitely think he's in the class. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, this is kind of the the interesting thing when you have the two signing days is guys like this um, don't sign. And maybe he was waiting for an Ohio State offer because he didn't sign early. But, you know, I mean, if Kalen DeBoer goes to Bama, I can't see any chance this kid sticks with Washington. Like, and that's a, that is a haul. And I, I can't remember many kids from the state of Ohio that have gone to Washington uh, to play for the Huskies because that is, that is impossibly far. Uh, I played there my senior year and, that flight felt like it was seven hours long. I mean, it was an eternity to get out there. Um, but he's got a lot of upside. He's got good body type. Um, we need bodies, defensive ends especially, especially if JT goes pro. Um, so yeah, he's an interesting guy. Again, I like these these guys that can pass rush, get upfield, good hands. Uh, again, his highlight tape's on right now, so you guys can see some of the stuff that he does. Um, you know, he's a dominant player. And again, these are the kind of guys that you get on your roster and they might bloom into something uh, really special. They might bloom into something that you're like, yeah, this this is a guy that was a three star. Yo, like I was looking up, I was talking to uh, uh, Quinchon Jenkins' um, people today, and they're like, yeah, he was a three star guy from Pike Road, Alabama, and didn't get a ton of offers, and went to Ole Miss, and started just blowing up right off top. So he wasn't like some guy that. You know, he ended up at Ole Miss, but he picked Ole Miss over Bama and Georgia and Clemson. Like, you know, like he was really a lightly recruited guy, like a three-star type guy, and he just kept getting better and better and better. He's All-SEC two years, so is he really a three-star or should he have been a five-star if he's first-team All-SEC for two straight years? Um, but, yeah, a, a lot of these guys are the guys that end up making your team, making your roster um, a lot stronger than you'd expect going into a season because – these guys sometimes feel slighted that they had to wait uh, and they show up ready to kick butt uh, as soon as they get to campus. And again, this kid, uh, he's got a lot of upside. I mean, I watched this film before we got on and he's productive. You know, the nice thing is you see the production, you see the hot, you see the hurries. Um, he has a few sacks on here, but usually the quarterback's running for his life and just chucking the ball. But he, he finishes plays, he's productive. And I mean, that's what's not to like. And he's an Ohio kid to boot. So you get to bring another Ohio kid into the fold. Um, uh, any more super chats? Nope. Looks like we're good on super chats right now, but yeah, I, uh, like I said, I, I really like this kid's film. Uh, 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, uh, there's a lot on. I think Jason Taylor is very much in play for Ohio State right now. Just depends on if he wants to do it and what, what's Ryan want to do with that spot. I mean, Parker Fleming's spot is still open, and you know, like he's got to figure out what to do with James Laurinaitis and Jason Taylor and Larry Johnson. Um, you know, in terms of the offensive coordinator stuff, like I think Joe Brady is would be the grand slam. I think Jason Campbell's the most likely guy just because he's. He, you know, he's he's an Ohio guy. He likes to throw the ball. His offensive his, his offenses have been really good at Toledo. Like there's no question about how good his offenses is being. And I think if Jason wants to prolong his uh not prolong, but amplify his coaching career, he's got to get out of the Mac. He's got to get out of being a head coach at Toledo where your best players are gonna get poached every single year. Uh, and you gotta go to a place like Ohio State, which is kind of like a launching point um to that next thing, because he's He's different than Jim Knowles. Jason's 44, young, has a good look to him. They go, you know, we go score a bunch of points. We have the number one offense. Like, he's going to be a hot candidate for for interviews next next round of, uh, of jobs next year. So, but yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be real interesting to see how this Bama thing goes. Because it is, this is, Drew does with the profit. That sinus infection is kicking Kirk's ass. Yes, it is. It sucks, dude. But hey, we're battling it out for you guys. We appreciate you guys. How'd you guys notice? Because it, it does suck. Um, well, Nevada, I'll probably wrap this thing up. You got a oh, we got another super chat. Sean, uh, thanks for the ten. No stallions. A real non-conference schedule. Losing essentially all twenty-three-year-olds in the trenches. What's left for UM? Bunch of three-star sophomores. UM was an outlier, and we'll be back to being a ninety-three team. Their schedule sucks. Um. Their schedule is unbelievably hard. Like they got to play Texas. Texas is loaded. Texas will be a top three or four team next year. Uh, obviously, Quinn Ewers and Elsie's coming back, but everybody already knew that. Um, I don't know. I I think that you know they're going to lose a lot of their studs. They they lost their good linebacker. They lost Zinter. They're really good guard. Um, a lot of those guys are going to go pro because they just had the perfect season on fifteen and zero. You know, and uh, one that will be interesting is if JJ takes off because I mean. Nevada, do you think JJ is going to take off? Oh, I think he's gone. I mean, it, it, every mock I see has him in the first round, and you know he'd be absolutely insane to come back. Um, I mean, that would be it would be it'd be a shot, especially like you said after you went fifteen and zero, you won the national championship. It's not like you've got unfinished business. You know, you, you did your thing. Now again, I'm going to be real honest. I want him to come back because I want to beat his smug little butt here in Columbus next year. But I just I don't think we're gonna get I don't think we're gonna get that lucky. I think I think he's gonna bolt before we get a chance to thrash him. 
Well, I, I just think that, you know, when you deal with Jim Harbaugh leaving, which he's, you know, I mean, we've been saying it. Bruce Feldman said it on the Rich Eisen show that he's gone. Um, it's just a matter of time. Like, like a, again, just read the tea leaves. We always talk about he, he hired Don Yee, who's the most powerful. Analyst. Him and Jimmy Sexton are the two super agents for coaches. And I'm telling you, like, he is in a much different scenario now than he was the last couple of years when he interviewed with the Vikings and the Broncos. Because now he's Jim Harbaugh, 15-0 and national champion Harbaugh, as opposed to, yeah, the past couple of years when he interviewed with Denver last year and he interviewed with Minnesota two years ago, you know, he was coming off getting smoked in the playoffs by Georgia and by TCU. Now he's got a big ring, took a took a, a team with above average talent, I'd say. I don't I don't think that was a great team, but he took him into a, a, an above average team from a talent perspective per recruiting rankings and every other metric, and he turned him into a 15 and 0 team that whooped everybody they played. Um, including Bama, including Ohio State, and they, you know, they obviously steamrolled Washington. So I, I don't think it's an interview process anymore. I think it's bring your bring your best offers to the table, and if it's the Raiders, if it's the Chargers, I don't know. But he's going to be in major demand now because he's he's the guy that's proven that he can win in the NFL. I mean, he almost won the Super Bowl in the NFL, and then he also proved that you know, he just proved he won a national championship in college. So those are rare dudes, and I'm telling you. If I'm an owner and I'm looking at a bunch of coordinators and and whatever, or Jim Harbaugh, like I'm hiring Jim Harbaugh because he's proven he can win in the NFL. Um, and, and I think that's going to be great for us because Michigan fans can enjoy it right now, but it's going to be it's going to be ugly uh, in the future. Jason Curtis, thanks for the five. This team is so loaded; even Nevada Buck could be the head coach of this team. You guys are killing it. Thanks, guys. I agree. I mean, I I think that we've got uh we've got some major uh. We've got some major talent. Again, Ryan Day is not playing around. I keep wanting to say the F word, and I can't, I don't want to do it because I don't want to get demonetized on YouTube, but he's not effing around right now, guys. I mean, you look, you guys get Will Howard, you get uh you get Quinshawn. I mean, that those are two superstars you add to the backfield. You get Trey back, you get a Mecca back, you get Donnie Jackson back. You know, it's like good God. And this is a this literally could be the best offseason we've ever had in terms of roster additions. And then you look at our recruiting class. You throw J.J. Smith in, Edric Houston. And this is big time. This is huge. Impact, guys. Uh, your thoughts on that, Nevada? Yeah, no, I mean, we're not even talking about the starting center for Alabama, you know, Seth McLaughlin. We're not talking about James Peoples. I mean, like, you're just – no, Ryan Day is having the best offseason that any coach at Ohio State's ever had. Ever, uh, like literally. Ever, ever. And so, you know, we're the – as for Nevada Buck is the coach – Dude, you guys have no idea how great that would be. It would Nevada Buck would be. I'd be running the quarterback all the time. Every fourth play oh, would be a screen. Would be every a, play would be a screen. Would be a screen pass, and 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 every down on, on defense would be engage eight, and we'd be we'd be blitzing that kind of at every play. And uh, a, after the games, we'd have like a a big party somewhere at some underground club or something like that in Columbus, and it'd be a it'd be glorious. I did Lane Kiffin is like my offensive coordinator. And we just tear it up. It'd be awesome. Even Lane. Yeah. Oh yeah, my, my my co-pilot. I wanted. I really wanted Lane to get the job at, at Tuscaloosa. That'd be great. Oh, Show up with his just, his twenty six his twenty six year old girlfriend. girlfriend. She graduated from Ole Miss. And, yeah, I know. Oh my God, it's amazing. You um, yeah, 
it's going to be uh it's going to be something else, man. This is going to be an amazing season. That's why I told people like after the Cotton Bowl, everyone was down in the dumps. I'm like, guys, like, yeah, we had to play an 18 year old quarterback. Like, it sucks. Football can be a cruel mistress sometimes. So, but we'll be okay. And the people that listen to me are not on anxiety meds right now. They're not. They're not jumping off the cliff. And guess what? Like again, how do you think Michigan feels right now? They're about to lose their coach. About to lose their quarterback. And then they look at us, and we just got a really good quarterback. We got a really good running back. We got our all of our skill guys coming back. We've got our all Big Ten guard coming back. Uh, we took Alabama center. Um, again, Ryan's not playing, dude. I'm telling you, like this is going to be a really good team, and all those guys are going to be back with more experience, hungry, uh, get their NFL stock up. You know, unfinished business, beat Michigan, win the Big Ten. You know, I just I'm telling you, I'm I've I've never been so excited for a season is, is this upcoming year just because you know we're not used to getting these guys back at this rate i mean we're gonna lose three guys in other years we would have lost eight nine ten you know i mean it's i mean and three i'd probably i don't know like J, jt is the guy that is is the question mark but trey's gonna come back and i mean watching him and in, in quinchon in the backfield at the same time is gonna be insane and we literally have the top two running backs in the entire country in our backfield that's not by me. That's by like NFL scouts. So I think it's going to be uh, absolutely outstanding. Well, Nevada, we could probably wrap this thing up. Uh, any final thoughts? Now, if, if you can give us a like, I, I, we don't want to be like monkeys, but you see that little thumbs up. If you can hit that before on your way out the door, um, it, it really helps us out. It helps the videos get recommended to other people. And so if you want to uh, throw us a little, uh, crumb to tinkerbuck and and if you're happy about a mecca returning just hit that like button and um we certainly appreciate that and also by hitting that like button that'll help kirk barton get healthier because right now kirk, god bless this is, man this is this is kind of like you want oh what my tinkerbuck god it's like in the flush this is what tinkerbuck looks like when she's dying is right there on that screen but you can bring it oh. back to life with the, with the like button if you if you hit it he'll he'll prop up he'll run out to his uh Stairmaster and, and and crank that out oh. and they'd be eating steak by the end of the week. So save Kirk Barton, save Tinkerbuck, and give us a like. Yeah, save the Theraflu. Good God, I I'm dying to feel better. I can't wait to feel better, guys. With that being said, appreciate you guys as always kicking it with us tonight. I hope you guys had a good show. Um, <coughs> oof, that's not good. Um, but again, thank you guys as always for kicking it with us. If you enjoy this content, please leave us a like, click subscribe, also click the little alert bell. Again, we appreciate you guys so much. Shout out where you guys are watching from. And I want to know in the comments, who's your pick for OC? Jason Candle, Joe Brady, uh, someone to be named elsewhere, Joe Moorhead. Uh, there's a lot of names out there being floated, um, but I'd love to hear who you want as the OC. Um, you can be realistic, unrealistic, uh, whatever it takes. And also shout out where you guys are watching from. So my Southern Ohio boys are in here. So I appreciate you guys as always being in the chat. Uh, all my Ohio people, Maslin, Canton, Cleveland, Akron, uh, Columbus, Lewis Center, New Albany. I uh, appreciate you guys as always. Florida, Texas, Georgia. Um, we had people watching from Africa, which is crazy to me, but people are watching from all over the place. So appreciate that. Uh, as always, thank you so much, Buckeye Nation. And thank you, Scoop family. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Oh, we got another super chat. My man, Mello. I said, go sit in the steam room at Lifetime Fitness. 
Uh, I probably need to, but I don't want to get everybody else sick. Good Lord. I, um, I know it is, uh, it has been brutal, but I appreciate that thought, Nello. You're the best. Um, as always, thank you, Buckeye Nation. And thank you, Scoop Family. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. I'm going to go drink some hot tea and feel better. Go Bucks.